evening and welcome to another episode of the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. I'm your boy Q, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host tonight. What's going on, y'all? It's Lou. I uh, hope everybody had a good week and uh, ready to get into it. Let's go. What's going on, y'all? It's Greg. Welcome back. Another week. Let's go. Yes, another week, another week, and another week that I'm across the street in the garage and uh, <laughs> listening to the plat to the I guess quote unquote platitudes of how good the Cowboys are. I don't know. I don't think so. People trash, but uh, their record is five and one, so I guess we have to say they're a good team. I don't know what y'all think. Um, the thing is, for me, the answer is they were a good team. But if that injury is as serious as I think it is, it won't even matter. Ah, that is a good take. Because at the end of that, at the end of that touchdown throw last uh, last night, Dak did suffer a groin. Was it a groin or a it was a calf injury? So, um, yeah. luckily, the Cowboys are headed into a bye that's coming coming up this week. Um, oh, so. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have any faith in them. I honestly have no faith in them. I, I, I mean, but the thing is, is look at that division, though. I mean, yeah, the, the, the okay. NFC league is yeah, the, the right. I mean, and, every other and, every other team is two and three, aren't they? Uh, yep. The Eagles are two and four. The two and four. Sorry, Washington football team is two and four, and then. And the Giants are one in five. Uh, so, it, and who would have thought that it, that an NFC East team, let alone the, let alone uh, any NFC East team, let alone the Cowboys, would have a three-game lead so far, at any point in the season? So, I guess, like I said, I guess you gotta call the Cowboys a good team. I'm not, but. We shall see. We got eleven more weeks to go in the season. As again, uh, the bye week came at a at a more better time for the Cowboys with uh, the injury that Dak suffered at the end of the at that it, you know following that touchdown throw at the end of the game to um, to DD to CD Lamb. Lamb. Yeah. So let's just see. All right, fellas. Um, I don't know where Pam is. Maybe she didn't get the invite. I can try to pull her up. Because uh, we're gonna we're gonna start off with her wrestling uh, wrap up from the week. And I know um, that there is a pay per view coming up this week. I believe she said on Thursday. Um, so I'm gonna try to pull her up and see where she is. If not, then we'll just move right on to. The NFL talk. <clears throat> there she is. Let's see. Well, hello, Pam. Good evening. Can you hear us speak? Pam. Okay. All right, so, did anybody watch? Did anybody watch wrestling at all this week? I did not. Uh, n- not really. I-, I watched a little bit of AEW Saturday night, 
and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch any because I told you I'm kind of like protesting that shit. And for good reason, it's been terrible. Um, I tried to watch AEW and I fell asleep because I was actually kind of bored with that too. Um, I think it's just like me going through the motions when it comes to wrestling. Um, I have no real say-so when it comes to wrestling. So, I mean, if you guys don't have anything for wrestling, neither do I. Um, Hopefully, Pam will come in. She just dropped out. So, until she does, let's move on. And she's back. There we go. I could not hear y'all. Oh, what's up, Pam? Uh, hey, that's blank stere- stereo for that. So, uh, how's it going, Pam? So we are now <laughs> we are into the wrestling um, recap and the preview for. And I think you said there's a pay per view this week. So the floor is all yours. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to YBAV Sports Desk. I am your (laughs) hostess with the mostest for wrestling, only wrestling. (laughs) Pam, uh, this week we actually have the Crown Jewel pay-per-view going on on Thursday, which is my birthday. So, woo-hoo-hoo. And there are some very interesting early. Oh, yes, thank you. I appreciate yes, it. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. You guys are the sweetest. Um, now, that pay-per-view is being held in Saudi Arabia. So, as we know, that is Vince's blood money going on. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to say it. At least it is happening in, I don't want to pronounce his name wrong, Raya, Rayad. R I Y A D H. Um, it's Riyadh. Riyadh. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Um, Riyadh. Now, I don't want to get anything wrong, but there are some matches going on. The main one going on right now that has been promoted very heavily is a Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Um, now, that storyline has been going on since SummerSlam with Paul Heyman being, at the time, Roman Reigns. His right hand man and Brock Lesnar comes back and he's like, Well, Paul Heyman is actually my right hand man. So we're going to see where Paul Heyman's allegiance lies, to say the least. Next, we have the WWE champion Big E versus Drew McIntyre. I'm really looking forward to this match. I'm happy they finally put the title on E. Um, I think he deserves it. I definitely am tired of Drew McIntyre in a championship position. So I hope he loses. That's my hot take on that one. Next match is the SmackDown Women's Championship match, which is a three-way match. It's the SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Um, now, I do want to say I do love that they have a women's match going on at the Crown Jewel. Um, it was a big thing before about women's rights and women being able to actually wrestle in Saudi Arabia, so I think this is a great look in regards to that. Next is Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley in a no-holds-barred match. Um, I'm tired of Goldberg. End of discussion. Uh, <laughs> after that, we have Edge versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match. Um, it's actually funny, right before you guys called me, I was watching video of Seth Rollins basically throwing jabs at Bray Wyatt and John Moxley, saying, Oh, well, I've faced these many people already in Hell in a Cell. 
we need to ask my previous opponents, oh, wait, two out of three of them don't work here no more. Oh, but but AEW is not your rival? Cut it out. Let's go edge. Let's let's go edge. Next, we have the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, RK Bro versus AJ Styles. And almost, I'm, I'm not a big fan of RK Bro like that. They're growing on me. But AJ Styles and almost is like a weird couple. Like, it's you, you don't want to like them, but you like them kind of. So we'll go with that. And then what I was just watching on Raw was Mansoor versus Mustafa. Mustafa, let me try it right. Mustafa Ali. Um, since Mansoor is the hometown hero, I do see him winning that. Now, they also do have the finale of the King of the Ring tournament. Let's go, Xavier Woods. And also the Queen's crown going on, which I kind of want Zelina Vega to win, but I think they're going to put Zelina versus Shayna Baszler, who is Greg's favorite wrestler of all time. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like her promo that she said? It was so good. It was, oh, it was amazing. Um, so yeah, so that's what's going on tonight. We do have a match of on Raw of Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Now we'll say there was a draft a couple weeks ago, and uh, Charlotte did get drafted to SmackDown. So I do think they're going to take the belt off of her and put it on Bianca. That is what I am hoping, um, and I really hope that happens. So. Yeah, that's my hot take for wrestling as far as what's going on. I'm not really going to be paying full attention to wrestling just because it is my birthday. So um, I won't do too much into wrestling this week. But yeah, that's all I have. Do you want our our predictions on this card? I want to know your predictions on this card. Um, So I, I can run through them. Uh, the main event, I don't care about. I'm honestly tired of Roman and Brock. I know for a fact Brock is going to turn on Roman. I'm not Brock. Um, what's his face? Um, Heyman. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Heyman. Yeah, but Roman's still going to have the title. It's going to lead into whatever pay-per-view is in December and then again in Royal Rumble. So I, I don't care. Um, Bianca is going to win against Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Um, I you think she's going like to beat Bianca two belts? I think Bianca has to win. Like it's one of those things. Like the Becky thing, that shit was cute, but it didn't go over like they thought it was going to be. It's like, thank you, like you're back, but now what? Like the way that she got the belt, everybody was already pissed off about. You know, it's like okay, like you got the belt, but then you're not doing anything with it. Like you're you're the man, cool. Like but that, I won't say that gimmick's kind of old, but it's like so. <laughs> like you're the chat. It, it reminds me of like. Yeah, like, uh, let me move on because I'll go on for like 15 minutes about that, so I won't. Um, the big E, and actually, you know what? I, I said those first two. Lou, you can go with me because I don't know if you have the card open or not. So I, I do, I do not. If you want to give me the card, I'll, I'll give you my prediction. I will Bye. give you guys the card again, not a problem. I have it open okay. for me. Thank so you. the next one is Big E versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Uh, I have Drew McIntyre I- winning. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to take Big E because I, I can't see them doing the same thing to him that they did to um, Kofi Kingston mm. when, when, he, when he had the belt and then they just took it right off of him. You know what I mean? That 26 seconds, I think it was, or 26 seconds against yeah. Brock Lesnar. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to go with Big E on this one. I'm going with Drew because I feel like that's exactly what they want to do. I think they, mm. they want to take it off of Big E. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm happy he is the champ. But it's like, all right, cool. That, that was cute. Now what? So maybe I'm just being pessimistic, but no, nah, nah, yeah. I don't see him holding it that long. So plus it's like all of our favorites, at least in my opinion, like all the favorites are supposed to win. So there has to be some type of match that pisses people off and that's going to be the match. So mm. what else? But you also got to remember it is in Saudi Arabia and they are trying to please the crown prince. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, no holds bar match. And this is in retaliation to Lashley choking out Goldberg's son at SummerSlam. Um, this is going to be the worst t- match on that card. Was, yeah. You go first. <laughs> no, that's, I was just going to say, uh, I'm going to take Greg's uh, words here and be like, who cares? <laughs> I'm so tired of Goldberg. I mean, mm-hmm. no. All right. So it's a no holds barred match. And Correct. Goldberg has what three holds, so he's got to learn he's got two more. <laughs> I, I mean, really, <laughs> you, you, you got a spear, a, a, a jackknife, a jackknife power bomb, and I don't even know what the other one is. Maybe you only got two. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, it. Here's the thing. I know the WWE and how they deal with shit. They're trying to close out this whole Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg shit. And what's going to piss me off is as a no disqualification match, there's going to be a fucking disqualification. And we're going to be sitting like, yo, wasn't this fucking match no disqualification? (laughs) WWE is the only fucking company that can do that shit. They'll go and say, okay, no disqualification. But then somebody will come out and like hit Goldberg with like a chair or some shit like that. And then the bell will ring and people will forget that it was a no disqualification match until after. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, wasn't this supposed to be no disqualifications? Like, yeah, but with caveats. So, you know what? Fuck that match. Um, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> that match. Honestly, I really, That's the worst really match on the card. Yeah, and at some point, it's like, what, what? What's the? What's the intrigue for that match? Like, what? The only thing that would be intriguing is if fucking Goldberg's son, like, like uppercuts him in the nuts and joins a faction with Bobby Lashley. That's the only thing <laughs> that could honestly uh, surprise me. And but you know happen. what? Now that you say that, I can see that <laughs> happening. I can. I can definitely see something like that happening, though. They brought sounds back good, the hurt though, right? business. It sounds good. If they didn't bring back the hurt business, I could definitely see that happening. But since they got the hurt business back and they they formed that group again, which they never should have broke up in the first place, I don't know. I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I honestly think it's the worst card. That's why I just skipped past it. Um, Edge versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Oh, it's a Hell in a Cell match? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Lou. Well, what is this? Is like the third time they've wrestled at a, at a pay-per-view or second? Uh, one. It's their second, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, it's their second. Um, I'm trying to too many. I, I, I think they'll push for Edge to win this. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Seth Rollins did. Um, and in the way Edge has been talking and everything, 
expect the entrance, like the brood entrance again with the fire and everything like that. Cause I think he's going to just like almost change character for this match. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm going to take edge though. Yeah. Um, this is going to be the shortest hell in the cell match that we've probably ever seen. <laughs> um, Cause you know, most of them, most of them run like, you know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes. It's going to be like a eight to 10 minute match. It would be like, you know, like, cause the last, why are you thinking so last, low this pay-per-view? All right. Because here's the thing. It's, it's happening over there, which is like, all right, I'm, I already don't care because of that. Um, they, they try to play it safe when they're over there. It's kind of like a vacation for them. Like talking about Vince, like Vince gets to go over there. He gets to probably gamble and shit like that. And he's like, you know what? Let's put on a show. Like, sure. Like, let me just, you know, use my, you know, my wrestlers to just put on a show for you guys to entertain. Cool. The issue with it, though, is this match is happening before the fucking Goldberg match. That's how you know it's going to be terrible. So it's like, okay, why this is going on before no disqualification match. So, you know, it's not going to last long. You know, it's going to be like a, a 10, maybe 12 minute match. The Hell in a Cell won't be used other than to like throw the person against it three or four times. They won't oh, be right. in shit. I'm not, they, they honestly have to like reinvent the Hell in a Cell. And I understand like they don't want them climbing the, you know, the cage. They don't want them falling through it and stuff like that because they deem it unsafe. Well, if it's unsafe, guess what? Stop fucking using it. Just make it a cage match. I'm okay with the right. cage match. I'm not okay with them. Like the legacy that the Hell in a Cell is used for, and then we end up having like pinfalls. I'm like, what the f- what? <laughs> that part. That part. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, the, everyone, every Hell in a Cell that I've personally watched, I've been disappointed in mainly because that's how they always end. They end with like a finisher and a pinfall. It's never a oh the thumbtacks came out or oh something dangerous. Can give me a kendo stick? Something like there's nothing. It's like okay, no, they do kendo sticks. Do that. Yeah, but the thing is, in the Hell in a Cell matches, like I don't, I rarely ever see them. What I usually see is the same thing. It's it's honestly like they have a playbook and like just run that play all over again. So you start <laughs> the Hell in a Cell match. You, you know, you know how it works. And you know, please tell me if I'm wrong about it. The Hell in a Cell starts. The first person comes in. They check the cage and everything like that to make sure. Oh yeah, well this this is sturdy. Blah 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 blah. And I don't know if you've noticed that the Hell in a Cell, the actual cage itself, has big ass holes in it now, so they can climb it like with their feet and shit like that. But the issue, oh is no, that's nobody not for that. That's for the camera. That's for the camera. What? That, what? That's okay. So even for me, I thought it was for them to actually climb. So I guess with the camera, cool. My issue is, it's there and they don't utilize that shit. So what happens is they come in a cage, whatever. Both of the fighters are there and they stare off for you know at each other for a minute. After they stare off at each other, like. They go to the opposite end of the Hell in a Cell and they go grab a weapon. One person grabs a chair, the other person grabs a ladder. It happens every single fucking time. Then the ladder gets utilized first because you slam that into the guy's sternum. After you do that, he falls out. You throw him against the cage a couple times. You try to hit your finisher on the outside. You try to climb back in. I'm like, it's dumb. And then the rules for the Hell in a Cell have gotten worse because I've never understood in the past, what, four years, why we added a count out for a Hell in a Cell. Like, isn't that supposed that. to be a part of it? Like, the, why, yeah, isn't that how it's supposed a, to be finished? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why Why do we have count outs? Like, it's not like they can go anywhere to begin with. So, you know what? Right. Or Shut submission. Up. Or yeah. submission. But, Remember, Roman Reigns faced Jey Uso in the I Quit match. 
during the pandemic during uh for the championship and roman reigns had jay uso literally like submit and say i quit why are we if it's mm-hmm. an i quit match then we say i quit why are we doing i quit inside hell of a cell like why are we mixing exactly mm-hmm. yeah so I, I have seth winning this one because it, it doesn't have any stipulations that i care about make it like a a hell of a cell retirement match that way already well, that's what that was supposed to be that's but what the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso one was supposed to be. But now we got the bloodline. So WWE, make yeah. it make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what happens when you're the Rock's cousin. Now you're back. We have the Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Amos, which are the actual champions. Actually, no, they're not the champions. RK Bro's champions now. Wait, who is RK Bro? It's uh, Riddle and Randy Orton. Uh, yeah, Randy Next Orton and uh, Riddle. Next match, right? Next match. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand Riddle. Arcade, bro. The, this I dude is so annoying. Is that the dude who has the foot fungus? He just walks everywhere barefoot and shit. Yes, he doesn't have a foot fungus. <laughs> <laughs> he comes to the ring on um, one of the little scooters. Yeah. Because he's MMA and that's, he's supposed to be like the skater, not skater, the surfer dude from Cali that smokes weed. Yeah. 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 AJ Styles and Omos, or what's his name? Omos, Almost, whatever the fuck his name is. That dude. Almost. That, that, <laughs> that, that, this so, that sounds like a very uninteresting match. And I don't know <laughs> shit about wrestling. The fact that you called it like the fucking group. Like Randy Orton has stooped so low, he's in a tag team called RK Bro. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? And right. the reason why that's their name is because it got over with the crowd. Riddle said one time, like, Randy, we could be RK Bro. And ever since then, everyone has been chanting it, and that's why that became their team name. But Randy has so gone so and so. done interviews and saying, like, that's not our name. I don't like that name. So yeah. And personally for me, AJ Styles, like I used to watch AJ Styles when he was in um, Impact, like when, when he was a really, really young kid, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? I think he is a better singles wrestler than a tag team wrestler. I, I just don't know why yes. they have him in, in a tag team. He is. I've always wondered that, so. Uh, I think well, it's because well, they got rid of the Good Brothers, so. Oh, what? That's so bad. So bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next match is Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. Oh, so they're appropriating the culture because they're over there. (laughs) That's pretty damn good. (laughs) Well, remember, Mansoor, he got hired when he was that part of that little Mm -hmm. tryout they had out there the first time they had the crown Mm jewel. And now, what is it, two, three years later? Yeah. And it's like, hey, we've been here three times and you ain't done shit. But guess what? <laughs> We're here now. <laughs> and we don't have anybody else because we fired them all. Monster. Yeah. You know what? Mustafa Ali is going to win. Mm. He's going to win. Just to, just to disrespect them because that's what they're going to do. Like, yeah, we hired him from over here. We haven't used him anyway for the past three years. How about a fourth time? Now he's just here and you get to see him wrestle, but he's going to lose because who cares? Alfred, I think he's going to win is because uh, they have this thing like if you're a hometown hero, 
the way they have it set up, like, you know, all the official people in the kingdom, whatever, is in the front row and all the poor people are at the top. Not my words, but I read on Twitter. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I don't think he's going to lose just because they're in that country. And we remember mm-hmm. Plane Gate when people could, were literally stuck on a plane for like 15 hours because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, the prince didn't like what Vince had to say. But Vince was gone while all the superstars were stuck on a plane. So I think to avoid something like that, they're going to have him win. What, now, what does um, Mansoor look like? Oh, yeah, he, he's going to lose. He, he's going to lose. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never heard of him. I've never even heard of this guy. So you never heard of Mansoor? No, I have. I, I've heard. I've seen Mustafa Ali, but I've never heard of. Uh, Months or whatever his name is. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I, I I have no clue what the fuck is going on right now. If I can tell you, myself. <laughs> I'm already over that. I'm over. Uh, what else we got? Right, so, yeah, any. Uh, the so last two matches good. is the Queen's ahead, Crown. Oops, sorry, you guys. No, 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 no. Go ahead. You, you say there's two matches left on the, on this card. Yeah, there's just two more matches left, which okay. is the Queen's okay. Crown, um, which tonight they have Shayna Baszler versus Dewdrop for the finals, and on SmackDown side we have Zelina Vega. So it'll be Zelina Vega versus either Shayna Baszler or Dewdrop. So who do you think? Well, Selena, Selena Vega. She's going to win that one. The whole thing. Yeah, I like her name. And if she has to fight Shayna, which I know is going to happen, I'm not going to care. Fuck. Nope. Nope. Craig, shut up. You're not going to say That's all I'm going to say. Shayna's, if Shayna wins, uh, if she wins Queen of the Ring, and it's like, I'm sorry, Queen's Crown, and it's like the inaugural one, Mm -hmm. I I give up. I absolutely fucking give up. (laughs) Honestly, I'm... And I, I, I'm trying to say that without being disrespectful, but I will not trust in the women's division or the WWE anymore if they let that shit happen. Mm. I, I, I really mean that shit because Shayna Baszler should have a belt. She shouldn't be the fucking inaugural queen's like, what? It don't even fit you. Like, nothing. Imagine she wins that and then for the next like three or four months, she's walking around with the fucking crown talking about, hey, I'm an MMA fighter with the crown. Like what? Right, Selena. Nothing about that narrative fits, and Vince probably thinks it's a good idea. Hey, well, it's the crime. Like, why didn't you just give her money in the bank then? True, but they remember they gave her elimination chamber, and I don't even know what happened with that. But but that's the thing. They like her enough to push her this far into that tournament, and then they're gonna put her against Selena Vega, who should be the winner. And it's like, you know what? It, it, it sounds like a good match in theory. It doesn't. Doesn't like Shayna Baszler like her like monikers to like bite people and shit like. Yeah, like she did Naomi on Friday, which we do not. We do not appreciate that. Like that was not yeah. cool. Yeah, think about it. Co- like, and I don't even want to bring COVID into it. But it's like your like one of your like main moves is biting someone. That if that's not some <laughs> Housewives of Atlanta bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've said what I said, and I mean that shit. Um, Selena Vega, congratulations on winning your first the inaugural uh, Queen's Crown. It matters, and 
Hopefully she does something with that. I think that would probably be like the biggest accolade that she has. No bullshit, but we'll, we'll see. Okay. And the final one is the King of the Ring tournament. I'm trying to find who uh, was it up to. Oh, it's now Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods. Oh, Finn Balor. They better yeah. give it to Finn Balor. What? Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, I, give it to Finn. I, I, I agree. Finn. Give Yo, Why? I do not Let me hear these hot I do not want Xavier Woods cooning it up with a fucking crown on. I'm sorry. Can't do it. No, sir, not me. And I appreciate if he if he does if he does, you know, win, because I think what he, he actually won his night, right? Which is cool. Yes, he won tonight but against nah, uh, Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm not too fond of it i'm personally just not too fond of it um it, it's set up for finn Balor to win and he seems like somebody that should win king of the ring like if you look like historically when it comes to it and i think without sounding really disrespectful i think our people like pam like we we, we have our champ in uh big e and when it comes to homeboy talking about xavier woods that would be a little bit too much that'd be a little bit too much for Vince. He, He's like, nah, he like, just doesn't. I got your chance. Oh, go ahead. You know, well, I know. I was just gonna say, he, he just doesn't. Like, I, I mean, I know it's not like a belt or you know nothing like that, but um, I don't know. It, 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 Xavier Wood just doesn't seem like if he's not a tag team champion, then I, I just he just doesn't fit the bill as like King of the Ring or you know a, a an Intercontinental Champion, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And yeah, I do think that Vince is trying to pay back <laughs> or or because of what happened to Finn Balor when he won the championship last time that he got injured. Yep. yep. So I, and, I think that has a little something to do with this too. Yeah. Well, the, like I mean, he always feels like they owe him something. Right, right. Doesn't right. like doesn't Finn Balor call himself like the prince of something? So I mean, why yes. not make the prince the king, right? So that again, is. narrative. Now, I mean it, it's just smart in my opinion, but Again, this is WWE. So, I mean, if Xavier wins, guess what? We get to see for six weeks him blowing a fucking trumpet, humping the air, mm. talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> well, all the reason why I think that they're going to give it to Xavier is because he's been asking for them to bring back uh, King of the Ring for years. And he's actually one of the reasons why they even brought back that tournament. So... I think that that's why he's going to win. So, here's Solvenetti does. But do you guys have anything else in regards to wrestling? If not, then you can get a full recap on the Melon Mat that will be out on Friday. Thank you to the YBB. And, uh, what? Any questions? Um, yeah, I, you know, I had a thing with uh, Shayla ba- uh, Baszler again. Never send me any more videos of her talking because, like, clearly you hate me. Like, I, she, I she don't sends me hate like a, you. <laughs> she sent I me a video, and I was to like, see what I saw. Yeah, Thank you, that man. was, the, but no. Yeah. That, that, that was torture. Torture. But anyway, thank thank you for thank you for thank you for this recap. I, again, I know 
I don't know a goddamn thing about wrestling. So I was like, uh, it's like, it sounded like Charlie Brown wah, 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 to me. But um, on hey, Thursday Pam. at 12 o'clock, come watch the pay per view. We'll do a little watch yeah. session. Uh, hey, wait, Pam, I, Thursday? it's on Thursday? Uh, yes. It's on yes, Thursday, it is. my birthday. Yes. Wait, so hold That's on. That's what I, I wanted so, to tell you. Happy birthday, Pam. You have a nice birthday. Um, Absolutely. You definitely yes, yes, have a happy birthday. Have, have a have a have the happiest of birthdays and many many more uh, candles on your camels. And uh, oh, my camels, my camel toe. What? The, what the? What? I said Whoa. candles on your on the humps of your camels. Okay. Anyway, I, don't, I, I, I may have got the analogy wrong. Fuck it. Look, anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Camel? It, no, well, I don't know where that went. I don't know where that went. Candles on you know, your camel? I'm about, Ooh, to, that's I'm about to start using this mute button really, really liberally. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Pam. <laughs> wow. Tonight. <laughs> really, really appreciate it. And now... Fellas and, and, and ladies, let's get to some football. Let's get to the football. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy. All right. Cam. You can be talking dirty and like broken English. I, candles on your camel. <laughs> you know what? Anyway, Cam, where are you? There are some teams that might really need you since you're now fascinated. Uh, so, there's Nick Story out um, because, uh, in the aftermath of the Sunday night football game last night, well, Sunday night versus <laughs> anyway, um, versus the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks. Is that uh, Pete Carroll has said, he said today that the Seahawks did reach out to Cam Newton. And also he made that with the caveat that we reached out to anyone that could make a play. So do you think Cam Newton gets a job within the next two weeks in the NFL? Fellas and ladies, what do you think? Yeah. yeah. Uh maybe. Um, I, I I can't say yeah because I mean I mean yeah I know he's in shape and everything like that but as far as a, like a starting position I don't know yeah um, for me I know he's going to go to Washington um, because Fitzpatrick's pretty much done for the year the way it is shaping out and Taylor Heineke he, he's not he, he's proven that he was rest in the past two weeks. And Washington's not in the position to just wait out with homeboy. So they're going to be like, hey, Cam, do something. At least until the original starter for the season comes back in week, what, 11? So, yeah, I'm just, I'm hopeful he gets a job. Because I would love to see him try to match any type of hat with burgundy and gold. So I I would love to see it. That that is hilarious. Actually, um, fellas, I want to bring up one, I want to bring up another person to add to this to add to this discussion, and then it's my uh, fellow garage partner, and mm-hmm. uh, so I'm gonna bring him up right now. Bring him up, bring him up, bring him up, bring him up. 
Cool, great. All right, he's coming. He's coming in right now. Give him one second. All right, there he is. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How you doing? What's the word? Great. Good evening, um, Miss Pam. Happy related birthday. Hi, Greg. How are you? And how are you doing, Mr. Lou, as well? And I have, of course, Quinn is sitting here with me as well. I'm just I'm just going to wait until you get in. I'm going to let it be known through a disclaimer that I'm a Cowboy fan before we get started into that. But I'm going to sit tight and wait until you get into the discussion with the Cowboys. But I'm sitting here by standby. I'll just be waiting. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I'll mute it. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to talk to him here. Oh, Joe has to mute, and then you can talk. There you go. So it won't be. So it won't be it. So it won't be an echo. So, um, Joe, right now the discussion is: um, Will Cam Newton get a job soon? Uh, Cam Newton doesn't get a job. He's finished. Um, does he have anything left in the tank? Yeah, he has something left in the tank. But his ego and everything that he brings to the table, unfortunately, he's been blackballed by the league. And at most, he's he's going to play mediocre. He's not in the like elite class anymore. So no one is going to bring him in as a starter. He's in a position now where he is only going to be effective to come in if someone gets hurt. They need a need for him to step in, things of that nature. So I think what really took him over the top was him bringing in the entrepreneurship spirit a little too early. I think he should have waited to do some of that on the back end of his career. And I think that the GMs and the owners and, you know, uh, everyone just looks at him as, you know, like, Maybe he's he's distracted because he's got all these things going on. And then when he doesn't play well, then they have something to fall back on and say, hey, look, this is the reason why. So I think if he would have waited on the back end and had all those things brewing and waited to after he did what he needed to do on the front end, that those would have been great and brilliant ideas. But as far as football is concerned, Cam's done. Yeah. Everything you just said. Fully agree with. But yep. for me, um, every time we think a quarterback is done or they shouldn't get a job, that's when they always do. Outside of Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Cam is going to get a job probably before Deshaun Watson, which is crazy enough. <laughs> crazy to say. But it's going to You know what? I, I, don't, I think Deshaun is going to – I think Deshaun – Deshaun will end, probably end up getting traded. Let's see the trade line. The trade deadline is November the 2nd. He'll, he'll be traded by then. He'll be traded by that because the Texans don't want. Um, but everything that Joe said, he makes some really selling points. I personally think that his, his football career is over. He has a much more mar- career, uh, market, lucrative career in marketing and in fashion, or whatever the hell else Cam Newton wants to do. But in terms of football, unless he's coming back as a running back, I don't see him. I don't see us inside of a quarterback. I think his days as a quarterback. Are finished. Are finished. No. All right, moving right along. Um, 
<clears throat> that was a really good discussion. Um, the next topic I the next topic I have for us is maybe Lamar Jackson is a quarterback after all. Just maybe. Someone, someone, talk me out of this, please, because you know what I, you know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. He's not a quarterback. Yeah. He's a superior athlete, but not a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But oh, he's playing in pro. I do oh, have to say this. I do have to say this. The past two weeks, especially last Monday night, he threw for four hundred and forty-seven yards. I said it would never happen again. Well, it didn't happen this week, but. His running backs and him did some amazing things. And he also did a lot of things with his arm, too. So the question Mm -hmm. that I have for everyone, is Lamar Jackson an elite? So it's a two-parter. Is he an elite quarterback or is he an elite athlete? What's your take? Um, I, I, I just think... He was personally pissed off at the NFL because NF- the NFL, they put out that article and then they put on Instagram like the MVP candidates. And it was um, and I quote Kyler Murray, uh, Tom Brady. You had uh, Josh Allen. And last but not least, you had Justin fucking Herbert. Now, is Justin Herbert better than Lamar Jackson? No. Is he a good quarterback? Yes. I feel like Lamar Jackson saw that shit and he saw people talking because honestly, that was one of the NFL.com's Instagram's most commented photos on Instagram. I think it had over like 780,000 comments and majority of them is where's Lamar? Because they posted it the day after he had that 400 yard game. So people like, yo, like, are we just going to sit here and act like Lamar ain't done nothing like nothing at all? So he went out this week or this past Sunday and pretty much did it again. And he just has to be consistent. Is he a good quarterback? Yes, he is. So to answer your question, he just has to continue to do it, just like any other quarterback. Because the moment he regresses or have a bad game, I'm going to still put him in that same bubble. His running backs are trash. Um, you cannot convince me that, you know, Le'Veon and Latavius and um, who's the other, like the scrub who used to play with uh, Free, Atlanta. Uh, and that's, De- yeah, De- Devontae De- Freeman. Like, yeah, you can't convince me that they are going to get them to the promised lands. And the reason why, Latavius Murray is already banged up, which means Le'Veon Bell is up next. You know, he, he's fragile as shit the past two or three years anyway. Um, and Devontae Freeman has never been able to last an entire season. So there's that. Um, their receivers, um, Hollywood Brown looks more like, uh, what a, he looked like Englewood Brown. Let's call him that for this week. Cause he didn't do much. <laughs> um, and Mark Andrews, like he's, he's kind of matchup proof, which is cool. Um, I'm hoping that Rashad Bateman does good and comes in. I saw he had what six reception, I'm sorry, four targets, six targets, uh, four receptions. And that was good for somebody who's coming back from like that, you know, injury that he had for the first half, you know, the first quarter of the season. But when it comes to Lamar Jackson, like he has pieces around him and he has a defense that can stop offenses. But Lamar Jackson, he has some competition. He he still has Kyler Murray, who I think he's going to take a slide, you know, next week. But that's a story for another day. Then you got um, obviously Josh Allen. You have uh, Herbert. You got Brady. There are quarterbacks that are capable but Lamar Jackson, if we were doing a top five, he's number three 
for me, in my personal opinion. Let, let's say, let's say, let's, let's say that the, rate, the ranking of quarterbacks because that's coming next. So hold that mm-hmm. thought. Hold that thought. But Joe wanted to come in and, and speak about uh, Lamar and Hollywood Brown on that moment. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Greg, I'm just going to kind of piggyback on what you said, and I'm not going to be I'm not going to be long because you kind of you kind of summed it up. But he asked two questions, and you kind of basically answered a lot of the question was was he an elite quarterback or was he an elite athlete? Let's let's face it. Uh, you define greatness in in multiple different ways. Does he demonstrate? Does he execute? And does he exemplify? Being a great, a good quarterback. Yes, to all of those. All he does is, all he does is win. And at the end of the day, he does not have a great supporting cast. He's only been in the league a little bit of time. He doesn't have the best defense in the world. And you couldn't have said it any better. He's not working with the greatest athletes on his team. His offense is subpar. And the defense is subpar. So what else do you want him to do? He's in year three. And at the end of the day, well, four, it doesn't matter. You can speculate and talk about what he didn't do in the playoffs yet and what he hasn't done. He has a winning record. And what he has on his team with the pieces that he has, he's exemplifying greatness to me. So I'm going to answer the first question. Is he an elite quarterback? Absolutely. He's He's definitely in the top ten. And he's more than just an elite athlete or else he wouldn't be able to win and pull his team out of losing when he turns losses into a win. Now, is the throwing as clear and dynamic and accurate as some of your other quarterbacks? No. But is it sufficient? Absolutely, yes. Does he get the job done? Absolutely left. Yeah, yes. We look for flaws. We look for, oh, well, he didn't do this or he didn't do it this way. It doesn't matter. Use your own personal life as an example. Do you get it done or do you not get it done? Mm-hmm. That's how you evaluate Lamar Jackson in your own life. And no matter what it is, no matter what obstacle, no matter what adversity, do you overcome it? smash it and get it done and and turn a loss into a win or does it just become a loss Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. is an elite quarterback and he's more than just an athlete Quentin to answer your question agreed what you got for us Luke uh, is he an elite quarterback in my opinion no is he an elite athlete okay. yes well, and then Joe kind of said that the you know the the thing that I was going to say is because with his throwing, like the game where the two weeks ago on Monday Night Football and uh, the game against Detroit, he's he's got to get his his accuracy better, um, you know, more on point. He's overthrowing receivers a lot, um, you know, and yes, he makes plays with his legs. That's the athlete part. But as a quarterback, I don't think he's there. Now, I do think he has a chip on his shoulder that people are, you know, came out and the media and everybody came out and said, 
you know, he's not that good of a quarterback. You know, he is a better athlete. He wants to prove people wrong that he is a good quarterback. So, yeah. you know, that's that's where I stand on it. Yeah. Hey, Lou, Lou. Yes. Great, great, great response. I just got one question for you. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. What? Just name me one. This is what I want you to answer me. What? Okay. First class elite number one receiver. What is he working with? What does he have? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, well, well, I mean, I, I understand. I understand your question, but you know, you you can. You know, you can put that to you know a lot of different quarterbacks. Well, a lot of teams. Well, well, most teams out of the thirty-three has at least one. He doesn't have any. That's true, but I mean, it's just yeah. like Greg said, though, uh, Rashad Bateman. You know, if who is if he, he who comes is into he? who is he? Who is he? <laughs> He's nobody now, and that's the issue. right. Nobody. They're that's trying, my point. Trying. He yeah. has but nobody. He, He's been injured. So, you know, let him play a little bit and then we'll see, you know, maybe, you know, next year or something. He could be their number one. We just, you know, we have to wait and see. Okay, but the number one is supposed to be Hollywood. The number one is supposed to be Hollywood. That's the issue right there. That is the issue right there. I'm going to say it and I'm trying not to be disrespectful when I say it. Hollywood Brown is not a wide receiver one. He is not. He's not. And the he's reason not. No, no, why you, you, he, he that's is not. A, he, that's not oh, even you. Just, no, no, that's not even you being disrespectful. That's telling. That's just sitting absolute fact. He's not a wide receiver one. At best, right now, he's a wide receiver two. At worst, wide receiver four. So that goes a lot into what Joe said. He doesn't have the receiver core. He yeah. doesn't have the receiver core to be that elite quarterback. Yeah. But that's the thing. Defenses don't. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I. I think if he if he works on it, I think if Lamar does Lamar works on the accuracy and he works on the touch. I think he. Mm-hmm. When we talk about elite quarterback, when we talk about the Brady, the the, the, the Aaron Rodgers, the the Dak Prescott, I think he can get there. I think he can mm-hmm. get there if he had competent ass receivers that can help him get there. Yeah, but again, we, we I need to say this because I, I'm trying to like make sense of it. it. It's not his fault. It's not the receivers. Harborough and Baltimore, they are going to live and die by trying to create the next big running back for Baltimore. They they, they had that legacy with Lewis, and they're like, you know what? Like th- this has to be us. We have to like live and die by the run. But guess what? You're not fucking Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh knows that they need complimentary players. And that's why they have the Juju's, the Chase Claypool's, the Deontay Johnson's. Like, if you put that team that you have to play twice a year and say, you know what? What does Baltimore have for us? Pittsburgh don't even take Baltimore's receivers seriously. And nobody else does either. And the reason why you have Hollywood Brown, the fact that his name is Hollywood, he's done nothing to warrant that name. It's like you're giving him a prestige he doesn't need. To me, he, he gives me. I'm trying to think of like a receiver from another team. Honestly, we're watching one night. He's like a Cole Beasley to me. Remember in Dallas, like, oh, Cole Beasley, like, you know, when he's on, he's on. But when he's cold, he's fucking cold. And that was in Dallas and in uh, Buffalo as well. When I see Hollywood Brown, and it's, again, not any disrespect to him, but 
when I see him play and he does good, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't expect that, but cool. But then when he does bad, I'm like, I mean, like, I shouldn't feel that way about the wide receiver one. That's some shit, like, you expect out of, like, like the Saints or something like that. You're like, all right, well, Jameis is their quarterback. He might get some interceptions. Um, We don't know, like, who their number one receiver is. Like, right now, I think it's, like, Callaway. Uh, like Callaway and like if you put Callaway over in Baltimore, I feel like he could be a, a wide receiver one. But right now he's the equivalent yeah. to me. Like when I when I think of when I think of uh, Hollywood Browns, I, I hate the fact that I'm about to like mention these two people in the same sense. He reminds me a lot of Corey Davis. It's like like you realize you would be a good player if there was somebody else that you could compliment. Like you you have to have that big presence on your team. And, and Davis and Greg and Greg, look, you you Greg, you're bringing it home. The thing is that that I just want to drive home. I want to drive it all mm-hmm. the way home to home plate, like a home run being hit. Is you mentioned uh, being disrespectful? You're not being disrespectful. Watch this. You named three receivers from the Raiders. And guess what? Whatever his name is, Poole, he's the best out of all three for Pittsburgh. But when you name Baltimore, the point I'm trying to drive home is he has mm-hmm. nothing except that tight end. That's it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anything. You name three receivers. You're right about all of the running backs. They don't have no running backs at all. The reason why the man is great is because he's working with less. Exactly. And and that's why he's... That's the only point I'm trying to drive home. His greatness gets under-evaluated because what do y'all want him to do? Win the Super Bowl without a number one receiver? Really? And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You got to at least give the man one big time game changer receiver. You have to give him that. Yep. He doesn't have it. Yeah. That's the Here's point the I'm trying to drive Even, home. That's it. Yeah. And like, you know, my last little point on this when it comes to it, it's week six. And that team has been through six running backs. But all of the right now, all of their wide receivers are healthy. And you know why? Lamar doesn't trust them to catch the ball. That that says a lot. When your quarterback don't trust his receivers to throw to them, when he's like, you know what, I could throw this for you know third on third and six, or I can use my legs and get twenty seven yards. That shit is insanity, <laughs> right? That's a, so so very salient and valid point by everybody. Um, and with that, we're gonna move right along. Um, well, actually, you know, we're, we're not going to move right along. We're gonna, we have two voicemails, and they're probably very pertinent to this conversation that we've been having about Lamar Jackson. So we're going to play those, and then we're going to play our, then we're going to play our NFL game of the week. Here we go. I'll tell you what, man. Like Marquez Brown is, he's one badass player. Isn't he a cousin of Antonio Brown? All right, but other than that, <clears throat> I think halftime. It's still halftime. Okay. Uh, it just came back for you. Yes, he did. So, yeah, one more comment from JD. And also, I want to acknowledge um, 
I want to acknowledge some other people that have been on the call for a while. Thank you to Dan Rod. Uh, Dan Rod, we love you, brother. Thank you. You know, the original, um, the originator of the Sports on Stereo hashtag. Thank you for joining us and listening on us, uh, listening to us tonight. I also want to thank Lynette Rivera. She's been on since the beginning of the show. Thank you very much. Also, Jordan Omo. Thank you very much for listening to the Sports Stats and being on since the beginning of the show tonight. Just want to take that moment to acknowledge you guys tonight. Thank you very much for listening. Okay, we have this next, this one last voicemail from JD, and then we're going to move right along. Here we go. I got that one. Receivers from the Raiders, Renfro, Ruggs, Waller, can still catch, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Think about it. If Lamar, I'm, one last thing. Go ahead. Put Lamar over there in Vegas right now with those receivers oh, that run game, that offensive line, that defense. He's winning a Super Bowl. He's winning a fucking Super Bowl. Exactly, Greg. And exactly, Greg. And that's my whole point. Give the man something to work with. Exactly, Greg. All right. What you got? <laughs> All right. So moving, moving right along. Uh, let me just pull it up. Okay. All right. So we're gonna play. We're gonna play. Echo, uh, really quick. Echo. All right. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so I was at, at doing my research process. I look at many different sites and as um, one of the sites that I look at is Football Morning in America which is on uh, NBC Sports Talk <clears throat> and Peter King um, brought up a really good thing and it's something that I wanted to discuss so uh, I'm just going to go into what he said in an article and then I'll introduce the game so here we go so many quarterbacks so many good quarterbacks right now. Um, in his 38 seasons of covering the NFL, he said he's never seen a class of quarterbacks as good as this. Trying to make a top 10 right now for how quarterbacks are playing right now. Not who are the best, but how they are playing right now this month. This is his list. I'm going to go 1 to 12 because he did 12. Ready? At number one, here's yep. Colin Murray. <clears throat> number two, Josh Allen. Number three, Dak, Dak Prescott. Lamar Jackson comes in fourth. Tom Brady, fifth. Aaron Rodgers, sixth. Justin Herbert, number seven. Patrick Mahomes, eighth. Matthew Stafford, ninth. Kirk Cousins, that fucker, at number 10. Derek Carr, at number 11. And at number 12. The young pump himself, Joey Burrow. First, do you agree with this order? With with Peter King's order? The order no, that there were so said. many fucking names, I don't even care about the order. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. He read so I, many of them, I like I don't care. <laughs> right. I I, no, I forgot who I, number I, one was. Alright, let's do it one better. Let's do it one better. Who is your top twelve? Fuck it. Let's not even do a top 12. Let's do a top 10. Who is your top 10? Based off performance, six weeks in. Can we just do like a top three? That's too many teams. That's too many quarterbacks. I was just on that. Top five. Top five. 
Top five. Okay. Top five. Okay. Um, okay. So, Evan, top five. Who are your top five quarterbacks? That not don't even. That's not even look off of like historical, like what they did in the past. Just look off what they've done so far. It's six weeks of it, with six weeks of work. Who are your top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Great. Go. Oh, you want me to go first? Nope. Yeah, we lose. It's going to pass to you first. I'll, I'll go first. That's fine. All right. So your top five. All right. Uh, at number five, um, I'm going to go Matthew Stafford. That was my five too. At number four. Hmm. Number four, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Number three. Oh, this is where it gets tough. Number three, I'll go. Wow, it's so close. Uh, Three, I'm going to go Tom Brady. Two, Dak Prescott. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Wow, I completely forgot about Josh Allen. Uh, okay. Um, all right, I have to take Brady out. All right, so five is Matthew Stafford. Four is Lamar Jackson. Three is Dak Prescott. Josh Allen, two. Kyler Murray, one. Okay. You see so how difficult that was? <laughs> and you were trying to get us to do 10. <laughs> yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're right. You wanted oh, yeah. 12. <laughs> hey, yeah. So, okay, you're right. So, okay, all right. Go ahead, Greg. So my top five from five to one, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, uh, Allen, and then you got Murray. Um, Rodgers needs to be in that top five. Um, and the reason for that right now, his QBR rating, the wins, even after that week one, that loss, he's been very proficient in his quarterback play. Despite all the antics off the field and, you know, with the team and stuff like that, he's done significantly well. That That's exactly why he's over, like, Mahomes. I feel like Mahomes would probably be in the top 12. For me, he'd probably be, like, nine. And, you know, there's that. Um, Justin Herbert, he would round out the 12 and we would do in the 12. And the only reason for that is because, like, he's playing good, but just not that fucking good. Um, Dak right. Prescott, 10. Um, he would be a 10. So I've already said 9 and 12, right? Um, I'm just going to give you the 12 because I'm looking at a list. Um, Kirk Cousins would be like a 6 for me. And the reason why is like Kirk Cousins is actually doing a lot for his receivers wow. and an injured Dalvin Cook. Somebody was like, well, where's Brady? Brady's like a 7. And the reason why I say Brady's a seven is because, like, the run game is getting it done. Fournette is doing like shit that I didn't think I didn't think Fournette could do that stuff. And 
you know, without Gronk, you have to deal with like Antonio Brown. Um, Mike Evans isn't getting the carries and the, I'm sorry, the catches and receptions he's supposed to get. And Godwin has all but getting, you know, taken out of games. So Brady, he's throwing and he's getting touchdowns, but they're on the back of like Cameron Brake, OJ Howard. And it's like, okay, like you have all the fucking weapons. But when you look at people like Kirk Cousins, it's like, yo, like he, he's made something out of nothing with fucking Justin Jefferson. And, you know, even, uh, I want to call him Kyle Rudolph, but it's not him. But you know, you know who I'm talking about. Um, the, um, Adam, Adam Thielen. Yeah. Adam Thielen. So for me, that's why he's my number six and sneakily enough. And I know that's not a word, but you know, just on the creek, when it comes to Minnesota, that's the dark horse for me. There's a lot of NFC teams that are going to be like, if you have to go and travel to Minnesota or play Minnesota, it's going to be a rough sled for you. So that, that's just my take. Um, I didn't have an 11 because I, I think that would probably either be um, maybe like Derek Carr. And mm-hmm. obviously that's because of the Raiders. Um, either way, you know who didn't make the list? Sam Darnold. So let's go there. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on. I'm going to let Joe go first and then I'll, and then I'll go. There we go. All right. Amen. Am I in? Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Let's talk. All right. Outstanding. Let's talk about the five that are going to be um, going with production. But I'm also a little biased. I'm going with the five that are going to be there at the end as well. And so I don't have a particular order. I'm just going to get straight to it. I'm going to get with this guy that's playing tonight. I don't want to mess his name up. What is this, Josh Allen? Okay, Josh Allen. I'm going with Zeke. I'm going with Brady. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going with Mahomes. I have to go with the people that's going to be there at the end. I'm not. Did, did you say that? You said that? Yes. Okay, okay. I was just Absolutely. Saying, okay, I was just saying. Yeah. The, let's go with the quarterbacks who's going to be there at the end, my friend. Yeah. Not just week six shit. Okay. Yes. Done. <clears throat> All right. Sounds 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 good. So, um, boy, this is this is going to be this is tough. <laughs> this is tough. So my list, my list. Um, y'all. So everyone in the world, everyone has listened to the sports desk. Everyone knows that Josh Allen is going to be the MVP of the league this year. So he's definitely on my top five. He's definitely in my top five. Uh, I'm going to have to say Dak because he's been playing his ass off. He's had three or four 400-yard passing games um, in six weeks. So I got to throw Dak on that list. Um, I'm going to say Kyler Murray because right now, until Josh Allen takes over the league as the MVP candidate, which he actually, honestly actually did last week, but Kyler Murray – do four touchdowns. Do four touchdowns on Sunday. So um, he's number three on that list. Um, I'm going to say number four or fourth on that top five list in no particular order is Matthew Stafford. Um, and then last, the last spot on that top five, I'm going to have to go with Diva Rogers. Derrick Henry loves contact. 
Uh, <laughs> I have none. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I already, I already gave my list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, all right, cool. So I, that was a fun game to play. We have two voicemails also from JD. So let us play those, and then we're gonna move on to the Actually, no, we're not gonna move on to the NBA because Greg and I have a commentary on the brother of of one of those quarterbacks that was on that top 12 list by Peter King coming up after, after anyway let's play you for hey nice penalty today guys mm-hmm. uh, sorry I I have been I've been drinking most of the day but I'm gonna tell you what though man Buffalo Bills fucking Buffalo Bills man I I, I will be scared of Mr. Derek Henry jeez sounds like a intimidating cereal that I'm not supposed to eat because my mom told me not to. One of those things. But still, man, Buffalo Bills, man, Bills look strong. They're doing it. They, they, got, they got something that somebody else doesn't do. I'm telling you. I'm going to call it a dig. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, oh, I really appreciate that comment. We have one more from JV, and then uh, we're going to move on to this commentary, the, the first commentary of the night, because it's going to be a good one. I know it's going to be a good one. Here we go. All right, all right. I'll pull a top five here. Mm-hmm. Top five quarterbacks this year, week six. I'm going to pull my ass off. Number one is going to be an Aaron fucking Rodgers. I know you hate me for it, but... You guys go ahead and do that. Number two is Josh Allen. Number three, Ryan fucking Tannehill, dude. I mean, how do you not? How do you not tackle that guy? <laughs> how, how do you? How, how do you do that? Shit. I know he gets sacked, but it, it's a fun thing. Four. I like Mahomes. Mahomes still does it. And my last five for week six, I'm gonna pull Matthew Stafford. I know. I'm glad he said week but six. He, he looks good, dude. You know he's a short quarterback, dude. <laughs> he's young, but he's in his game today, okay? All right. I'm definitely glad he said week six because um, I don't know where the fuck he got Ryan Tannehill, but I guess he yeah, watched the game. Like, he yeah, saw the touchdown. Ryan, I was like, oh, no. Ironically, if he was supposed to be saying week six, he should have said Carson Wentz. Q, you know why I told everybody in this group, I was like, yo, it feels like it's going to be a Carson Wentz day. The narrative and the fucking narrative went off. So I'm going to shut up now because I was right. Any, any <laughs> fucking way. <laughs> um, all right. So moving right along to the biggest story that I wanted to talk about in a fall wise uh, today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me clear my voice, clear my throat for this one. All right, so yesterday, Sunday, October 17, 2021, the vaunted, heralded number 21 jersey of the late Sean Taylor, who had he was a lot, if had he been alive today, would be a first, would have been a first battle of Hall of Fame. We're not going to go through all that. Um, we're not going to go through all that. So, 14 years ago, 
uh, I think it was November 27th, 2007. Ashley, I can tell this story because I remember vividly where I was and what I was doing the day that the news came out that he was shot and killed. I was actually boarding a plane, heading back to my heading back to my um, place of employment in Ohio. In, in, in Ohio. When I first got the, when I first saw the news that Sean Taylor was shot um, in his home and, uh, as a result of a home invasion, and then when I got when I landed in Cleveland, um, I and got back to the university that I was working for at the time. I learned that the news that he had died of his injuries. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 14 years later, the Washington football team, regardless of whatever controversy they're going through right now, fuck that shit. Um, yesterday, uh, October 17, 2021, the Washington football team renamed, uh, actually retired the number 21, his jersey number, uh, Sean Taylor's jersey number, and they actually renamed the street that aligns with FedEx Field, uh, Sean Taylor Way. Um, there was a TikTok video that came out from the brother of the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, his name is Jackson Mahomes um, who made a TikTok of him dancing and basically disrespecting the number 21 that was painted on the sideline to honor Sean, to honor Sean Taylor and his number retirement Greg, this is where I'm going to let you take over because I'm, I'm my thoughts. I, I have my thoughts together, but as right, here I, I go. Building the, All right, let me let me take go. the plank. Let me let me take go the wheel. So, go ahead. first and foremost, let me just get the elephant out of the room. Fuck Patrick Mahomes' entire family for their antics at these fucking stadiums. They're, they're probably nice people. Everybody likes them. They they seem to be likable people except for when they go on the fucking football field. Let me start. Remember earlier, like maybe like three or four months ago, I had mentioned the same situation was going to happen. And I had the date, like the time and date stamps for number one. Remember we were talking about Patrick Mahomes wife, you know, we congratulated her on having a baby and everything like that and having a beautiful family. The issue was she started to argue with people on Twitter about the fucking game at the beginning of the season. And it's like, yo, like, you're, you're arguing with people because you lost a game. Like, it's weird. Then, September 20th, um, I don't know if you remember that week of September 20th, Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson, went and he dumped water on a fan at the state. I'm like, yo, like, okay, so is he just spoiled? Or like, like what is it? What is it about this little bastard that is just like, yo, why does he keep doing this stuff? Because he's he he does shit for TikTok to try to like gain fame. I'm like, bro, you're already famous. You're Patrick Mahomes' brother. Imagine if fucking Ray J did the same shit at Brandy concerts. Like you'd be like, you don't have to do that. You're literally Patrick Mahomes' brother. It's weird. So then when he goes and stands like on the 21, for one, he lies and he's like, oh yeah, well we were told to stand there, bro. There's a fucking fence there that's telling you not to stand there. So if they're telling you to stand there, it's probably either before the game or because I think this whole situation happened before the game, right? So people are like, oh, he just did a TikTok dance. That's how the dance goes. I was like, I've seen that fucking TikTok dance. What you don't do is grab your dick and hold up the L for lame while standing on somebody's memorial or memoriam when they're about to be like enshrined 
at their home game. So I posed this question to a Kansas City Chief fan. I said, what would happen if somebody from Washington came to your stadium knowing that there was about to be like a ring of honor or something like that when it comes to one of your players? They went into the roped off section of where they weren't supposed to be. They knew they weren't supposed to be there. And instead of saying, you know what? Like, I didn't understand the magnitude of what was happening. They went and did a fucking TikTok on that, like that plot of land where it's supposed to be like enshrining them. And the Kansas City fans said, Greg, I understand, but y'all are taking it too seriously. Like, he just didn't know any better. And I want to ask and pose this to, you know, everybody that's on the panel right now. At what age do we stop caping and giving people like the right to do absolutely fucking stupid shit? Because I personally think it's dumb. You know what? You know what? I can't. I can go and even. I can go even deeper with that. I can go even deeper with that. So Kansas City has had many, 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 many famous people play on their team. One of the most famous who died in season is one Derek Johnson. Derrick Johnson. What if someone, and Derrick Johnson is a revered figure in Kansas City. What if they were having, what if Kansas City, what if we were in Arrowhead Stadium and they're having a retirement, a number of retirement ceremony for Derrick Johnson. Again, a revered Kansas City Chief, member of the Kansas City Chiefs. And someone affiliated with the Washington football team will have that disrespected his number. If his number was painted on the set, whether it was painted on the sideline, painted on the field, whatever. And a member of the Washington football team or any other team that they may have been playing that day did that to him. They would be feeling the exact same way that we would be, that, that Washington fans are feeling right now. And not just Washington fans, those who were fans of Sean Taylor. Who was fans of number 21? Who was fans of number 36? Because he wore both numbers. He wore 36 in Miami. And in his first year in deep, his first year in Washington, he wore number 36. Then he changed to number 21. So the anger that we're feeling right now, just imagine they did that to a Kansas City Chiefs great. If someone from someone from Washington or any other team did that to a Washington to to you know, one of their greats that they were honoring that day and retiring their number. Someone that's not alive to like defend themselves. So this is what I gotta say. Fuck you, Jackson Mahomes. Fuck you. Fuck your family. And then and then byproduct of that, fuck you, fuck you, Patrick Mahomes. Because you because you're the you're the moneymaker of the family now. So that means you gotta police shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Q. I, I don't, I don't want to like talk. Let, let's let's slow down for a second. Let's not I'm say because I know I said it as well. So hold on, hold on, hold on, Greg. I, Greg, just one second. I respect everything you're saying, but that's just my anger as a, as someone who loved Sean Taylor. That's my anger coming out, and I know. And I know when that happened, that's the anger that the anger that I'm feeling right now, the passion that I'm feeling right now of, of the dumb shit that Jackson Mahomes did. There's a lot of other Sean Taylor fans. There's a lot of other Washington fans who feel the exact same way that I feel. 
Rajas had to get that out. But I expect what you're saying. But let's go ahead. Okay. So what we're going to do is, uh, first and foremost, we're not going to say fuck his family. Their act, you know, their actions and their antics, absolutely wrong. Um, when I say the antics, like it started with uh, Mahomes. I think like his mom, she was like, "You guys cannot call him Pat. It's Patrick." And it's like, okay, that's cool. You know, I, we understand that, and nobody minded. You know, nobody paid any attention to the fact that his entire fucking career leading up to that, it was cool to call him Pat. But the moment he won the ring, it's like, oh no, 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 it's Patrick. And I was like. Okay, so now we're we're going through that. Then, you know, the old tweets of him saying, like, you know, I think it was something about the police officers, like, well, if you didn't confront uh, police officers and mouthed off or something like that, then people wouldn't be shot, you know? And this is all, like, you know, hearsay, but it was a tweet. Then, you know, you have the whole situation with, like, his wife, you know, just doing the things that she was doing at these games. And now you have the, the little brother who, like, regardless of who he is and what he believes in, the shit that he does, it's like, yo, I expect that out of like your 12-year-old little brother or like your, your 13, 14-year-old little brother who doesn't know any brother. My big brother is a football player. I'm going to go and do TikToks. Bruh, you're 21 fucking years old. You don't even need TikTok. You don't even need to fucking do dances. We know you at the stadium, bruh. That's cool. But the fact that not only did you go and do the dance and shit like that, he went and lied and said, oh, well, they told us to stand there. If they did, that's great. But they also, I can guarantee you, as sure as I'm black, they told you, you realize you're standing here because you're doing a memorial for Sean Taylor. It's okay to stand wherever the fuck you're standing at. Nobody's saying you can't stand there. What I'm personally conveying is this. I'm not going to go to Pittsburgh. I'm not going to go to Miami. I'm not going to go to Vegas. I'm not going to California. I'm not going to anybody's like town. Knowing that they're honoring somebody and blatantly be disrespectful in the form of dancing on their fucking numbers. That's, that is the equivalent of, in in my personal opinion, somebody's kissing on someone's grave. No, 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 no cute. That's an extreme. That's an extreme. But what I'm saying is like, you know, that they're being enshrined and you go and like run across the field. Like, you know, like in the middle of like the ceremonies, like that's what it felt like to me when I saw it. And a lot of people were rightfully like upset and disappointed because it's like, could you not read the room? Like, you know, nowhere else on this field that you've stood at so far today had a fucking gate around it with the number 21. And I can almost guarantee you because we weren't at the stadium. But, you know, for a fact that that game was meant for, you know, Sean Taylor and stuff like that. And they told you, hey, at the beginning of the game, hey, we're going to be honoring Sean Taylor let's not act oblivious to it so the fact that jackson said oh well he didn't know you absolutely fucking knew so the apology that he sent out i thought it was absolute bullshit um somebody had to have pulled him aside i was like bro you you realize you fucked up and a lot of this you know i'm going to blame on the security i'm going to blame it on jackson i'm going to blame it on his family for honestly being like like you don't realize you you're doing a lot like this is a what the fuck are you you're tiktoking like, what the fuck? What? Like, how old are we? Like, I understand people dance, do TikToks and stuff like that. But it's like, you went inside of a closed off gate, bro, with the big ass 2-1. It wasn't like it was just like on a pamphlet or on a flyer just sitting on the table. They put that shit in burgundy and gold for a reason. And in big ass 144 font on a football field at the 21 yard line. At the, so you you had to instinctively know that you're going to go to the 21 yard line. You weren't even at half 
like, you know, in the middle of the fucking field, the 50-yard line. You went to the 21-yard line, went through the fucking uh, gate. That was closed because apparently they told you to stand there from the opposing team, which I can't even fucking believe. And people are like, oh, yeah, there's photos of them standing there. Guess what? You're allowed to stand somewhere, and that's fine. But what you don't do is go to a fuck. I- I'm done because I'll-, I'll get angry about it, and it's dumb. Mainly because of <laughs> is that, and, and, you see why you see you see why yeah yeah but see like I, I I have to I have to reel I have to reel it in and the reason why you have to reel it in is because you have to like you have to leave some grace for people to learn better but I know just like we all know this is not the first and it won't be the last time something like this happens and me personally I would hope that Patrick Mahomes has like a talk with his family because this shit has gotten to be a little bit too much. I, you have to, I hope he just, I hope he doesn't just have a talk with his family. I hope he caves his brother Chester for this shit. And, and, and that's what you feel, too. What I'm saying is him as the older brother, like we have siblings and stuff like that. I would have to tell my younger brother, yo, you have to chill. And the reason There's why you a have loud to chill, noise. Yeah. The reason why you have to chill is because what you're doing now is affecting me. And nobody says anything to Patrick Mahomes because it's fucking Patrick Mahomes. But I can guarantee you, if it was Sam Darnold's little brother who did that shit, or if it was Cam Newton's brother who did that shit, we'd be sitting there like, yo, like, this, what the fuck? This is fucked up. But, you know, me, when it comes to it, and I'm, I'm trying not to be really disrespectful about it, Patrick Mahomes, he, he teeters the line of being white passing and embracing his blackness. And for him to go into like the Washington football team stadium. And I'm guaranteeing you, he knew about that as well. That's probably why he had his family there. That's probably why they stood them there. For his brother to honestly say that he did not know, that's the equivalent of saying, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm just like, fuck this. Like, I don't care. I'm gonna do what I want. And who's going to check me? Because I'm Patrick Mahomes' little brother. Mm -hmm. So I I have to say this. And I said this, what, two or three weeks ago when we had that show about him throwing the water on somebody. What would have happened if he threw some water on that person and that person turned around and knocked his ass the fuck out? That person would have arrested because... Yeah, yeah he, he go cry. Why'd you do that? I'm Patrick Mahomes' brother. He should be arrested. Exactly. But we're, we're going to ignore the fact that you caused the action. You, you caused the reaction to your action, which is you threw fucking water on me because you didn't like what I was doing, which is cheering at a game. And you threw it and then started dancing. Like, if you go and look at that video, it's all over, like, YouTube and it's on Twitter and shit like that. That's his thing. He likes to fucking dance. And I'm completely fine with that. I like Chris Brown, too. Fuck it. Let's, let's party. But what we're not going to do is be disrespectful at every fucking road game. Because I'm telling you what, you're not going to do that shit. You're not doing that in Philly. You're not doing that in Tampa. You're not doing that shit in New Orleans. And the reason why is because you fucking know better. You tried D.C., you tried the Washington football team. You also tried that other team. You would, you know better. So what? what is to say if somebody went and literally punched him in the fucking face? It would be all over the news. Oh, well, somebody punched Patrick Mahomes' little brother because he did this. And it's like, but what did he do, though? Oh, he threw water on somebody. But is the punch justified? In my personal opinion, absolutely. That is the equivalent of spitting at my feet, spitting in my face, all of that. Like, you, that's, yo. maybe it's just me and I'm you know I can be really heavy-handed when it comes to commentary and stuff like that but if somebody were to throw a drink in your face and start dancing 
I'm fighting and recording that shit. No, it, it's gonna. That's it for me. Um, it, so, it will be a repeat. So, it will be a great. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry, not to cut you off. But it would literally be a repeat of when I punched that homeless guy who tried to take my pizza twice, uh, eleven yeah. years ago. Yeah, so I, I, I just want to round out my commentary about this because I really like to move on to the NBA because it's, it's getting late in the show. When it comes yes. to Patrick Mahomes, I would love for him to talk to his brother. He probably needs to make a formal statement because clearly his little brother doesn't have enough PR training to say, you know what? I was wrong. He went on Twitter and said, oh, I was told to do this and I sincerely apologize. We will accept that the first time. But you have a history of doing shit like this. And it's becoming a thing where people are starting to think you're immature. Now, me, I'm telling people like other athletes when their families come to visit them for games, just go sit in the box. Think about it. All the free food, all the free alcohol. You don't need to be here. Like, you don't out of me, sight. You don't see me play. Out of sight, oh, out of mind. No, I was saying out, yeah. of, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so to land my... To let right. my plane no cue is this. I, I really hope that Jackson like gets it together really soon because at 21, you know, every you know, the theme is, oh, well, they're young, they don't know any better. At 21, I knew better than doing a lot of the shit that I did. Sometimes I did it, but I knew the consequences of it. There are no consequences when your brother's worth four hundred million dollars. And that's the problem right there. That's the problem right there. So Patrick Mahomes, I'm addressing you when it comes to this. Like your your brother his, is his own man, but as long as he keeps using you as the reason for his actions, I'm going to address you. So I'm no longer addressing Jackson. Patrick Mahomes, I really hope that you come out and make a formal statement about your brother and you know, your brother's antics. That's how I land my plane. I'm done. Q, what you got? Um Thanks for those. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, I this means so much more to me because everyone knows that I'm a fan of watching football team, and I was a fan of Sean Taylor. I still am to this day. I can't wait until I'm able to buy 21 jerseys. Uh, it may cost me a thousand dollars to mail because the manager is now retired, but this means so much more to me. As a fan of the team, and as a, and someone who revered, who revered Sean Taylor, so that means so much more to me. Um, I'm with you 100. percent Patrick Mahomes needs to step up and say, "Hey, yo, he needs to step up. He needs, he needs to make a formal statement. He needs to say, yo, my brother fucked up. Simple as that.'" Um, and what I said earlier about that, about Jackson Mahomes, I, 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 I'm going to reiterate, reiterate it right now. Fuck you. You classist asshole. With that being said, we're going to move on to the NBA. <laughs> that was a nice segue. I'm glad I got my anger on that. <laughs> All right. So, whew, the 2018 draft class, um, the deadline for them to reach uh, rookie scale extensions ended at, I believe, seven o'clock today. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, guess who got the bag today? And guess who didn't get the bag? We'll start with who got the bag today. Jaron Jackson Jr. Kevin Herter got the bag today. Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. Jackson Jr. signed a max, a four year max rookie rookie scale max. 
for a hundred and eight, hundred and nine million dollars over four years. Kevin Herter signed a four-year ninety. I think it was eighty-five million dollars. I'm sure I may be wrong on I may be a couple million off on the on the numbers, but it is what it is. Guess who didn't get the bag today? The number one pick in that draft, DeAndre Ayton, who was a pivotal piece in the Phoenix Suns reaching the NBA Finals last season. And, and would you just think it was 90 days ago? <laughs> 90 days ago before we had, since we had an actual NBA game that counts. And the NBA season starts tomorrow. But DeAndre Ayton did, and, and with that, so you have a pivotal piece of that team who's now pissed. And, and rightfully so. He wanted a max contract. He wanted a max as the number one pick. He wanted the max. He said, I'm only taking the max. I'm not going down. But Robert Sarver, his frugal ass, said, you know what? Nah, you're not, you're not going to give you an extension. Thoughts on that before we get into our NBA prediction for the season. Honestly, I'm glad they got the money. I don't even know who the fuck they are, Q. So in that class, so DeAndre <laughs> Ayton was the number DeAndre Ayton was the number one person in the draft. Actually, the, the, the amount of extensions that were signed by <clears throat> members of that 2018 class, which included Trey Young, which included Lucas Doncic, over $1.2 billion. Over 1.2 billion. So the athletes, so athletes that we don't know are getting all this money, but we can't get stimulus checks. Let's move on. We don't. Uh, we, don't <laughs> we don't. You don't know about Luka Doncic. You don't know about Trey Young, Ice Trey. No, I know about them. That other dude you were talking about. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Kevin Q, Hurt, Q Kevin must Hurt, know them. Uh, Kevin Herter, a key piece of the Atlanta Hawks team that got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, well, that's good. Still, don't know him. <laughs> anyway, nah, I'm glad he got his money. But. I, was just, I was just bringing that up, bringing that up. But that's going to be a that's going to be a key narrative. But DeAndre Ayton is going into the last year of his deal before he reached restricted free agency, and I guarantee there's going to be a team that's going to poison pill Phoenix when they when he when he's up for restricted free agency at the end of the season. But anyway, we can move on. All right, let's go right into our prediction. Into our prediction. So I have oh, I hope Q is only going to use like maybe like five or six teams. I'm not going through all 32 teams and you know, uh, they're winning losses. Right, nah, uh, like, that would be that'd be a whole hour probably. <laughs> yeah, like, nah, let's, let's put a bow on this shit. Um, let's just make our picks of who we think is going to win. You know, who's going to make the playoffs, maybe. And then yeah. maybe we could, you know, oh. do our like MVP stuff like that. Uh, exactly. All right. So, so we, I mean, so, all right, we'll pick a. So, here's how we do this. Well, I'll pick a few teams. No more than, no more than eight. Just going, no more than eight. And then we'll go. Do what the prognosticators are, are predicting as the 10, 10, 10 playoff teams for each conference, and then we can do the MVP and, MVP and all that. That sounds cool. That's fine by me. <clears throat> okay. Awesome. All right, here we go. All right. 
So, and this is just random, but you, you probably pick up. You probably pick up the pattern. So we're gonna go with the Brooklyn Nets. Start with the Brooklyn Nets. They are predicted, and this is <clears throat> through typical sports book, to their win. Uh, their prediction is fifty-six and a half wins for the season. Over or under. Uh, uh, with with or without Kyrie. <laughs> this is fifty six and a half without Kyrie. Uh, uh, they want, I'm going to go win more games. Oh, go ahead, Luke. No, I, I was just I was going to say under because if Kyrie's not going to be able to play for most of those games. If any at all, actually, uh, Harden has an injury history, so you can't expect Durant to carry that team to sixty wins, fifty-seven wins, whatever it may be. Go ahead, Greg. They will win more games without Kyrie than they will with him. So I, I, I'll push. I feel like that's a good number for them because what you said is still eighty-two games this season, right? Is they saw 82 this season? Yes. Yeah. I think 56 is a good number. That would put them in what? Like, at least in the East, I would probably put them in third seed. I can live with that. Actually, you put them in number one. Wait, what? Number one. So, what? Every other team is going to make like fucking 30 games? Like, what? what Right. (laughs) Wait, how the fuck do you win 56 games and you're in the first place? Uh, What? That doesn't make sense. I guess they just. just so, so, You're just like, saying that like to, Brooklyn's going to run through the East, then basically. That's pretty that's much because that's what the that's what the pronosticators are saying that Brooklyn is going to be the number one seed in the East. All right, here's my hot take. If if if, I'm, I'm a, if, if it's oh go ahead, Lou. I was just going to say, all right, I'm still going with the under, the under fifty six, but okay. my hot take. Is Brooklyn gets bounced in the first round of the playoffs? Wow, that, that's a hot take. All right, Greg, you got that because I'm not going to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I will do that. That that's crazy. Fifty six gets right. you first place. That is, 56, I'm sorry, fifty six to get number yeah. one in the East. All right, that is. Crazy. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go with you and go under. I don't think they win fifty six. I don't think they win fifty seven games. I think they win fifty. I think they win at least fifty, maybe fifty three. And I'm going to add a caveat to that. I'm going to add a caveat to that. Kyrie comes back when around February, New York relaxes that mandate. All right, next scene. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I have to speak on that. If Kyrie Irving comes back in fucking February, yo, cut him. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 absolutely. You can you cannot tell me you miss fucking four months of basketball, and all of a sudden, like when your team is pretty much gotten the the rest of the season done for you, then you come back. Absolutely not. I, no, no. All, all that. Oh, New York is going to lift it. I don't give a fuck if New York lifts it on Tuesday. The fact that you you said what you said and you doubled down on that shit. No. Absolutely not. And the fact, yo, we, we really, I'm, I'm really upset about this 56 win shit. 56 gets you in first place. So what the fuck is Milwaukee going to have? What, 38? 
39? We're going to go to that. We're going to go to that. So, yeah, so here, yeah. Here, I'm going to be. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. I appreciate that take. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go with two. We're going to go with four Eastern Conference teams, four Western Conference teams. Four. Uh, so, yeah. Four Eastern Conference, four Western Conference. Just to, to, to speed this up just a little bit on the over and over. So, okay. All right. Charlotte Hornets. Their win prediction is 38 and a half over and under. I'm going to say push. But they still make the playoffs. I mean, they make the play in. I'm going to go over because LaMelo's ball is that dude. I'm going to go over. Not, not by much. They went. I, I have them winning 41 games. They go 41 and 41 and eight. And they are the eighth seed in, in the playing tournament. I have under. Okay. Uh, moving on to a dark to a dark horse in the in the East, the Chicago Bulls at forty two and a half over under. Over. So what we're saying is roughly the Chicago Bulls would be the third or the fourth seed in the East by that number. I at forty two and a half. I'm going over. I'm going over. I think they went forty six. That would be around the fifth or the sixth seed. This is crazy. This is <laughs> yo. This is fucking crazy. All right, forty two and a half. Forty two and a half. And they, you know, they revamped their roster this off season with them. Well, Lamelo's brother Lonzo, with uh, uh, the great Bald Hope, and also they have Demar Derozan. Don't forget about Nikola Vucevic, and they still have Zach. I think they're finished. Old. Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was. I'm. I'm saying under. Okay. Under. All right. Moving on. Um, so we now at our first Western Conference team, the Dallas Mavericks. 48 and a half. Over and under. Mm, 48 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under. Greg, what about you? Push. Okay. I'm gonna go under because Jason Kidd is not a is not a competent head coach. Luca is gonna get them. Luca is gonna get them to 45 by himself. All right, next team, and this is gonna be a Western Conference team, and the team that everyone's talking about right now, the senior senior the senior citizen circuit known as the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, they are pegged at 52 and a half. Over under. All right, we gotta cut this shit out. We have to cut this fucking shit out. <laughs> cut it out. Cut it the fuck out. No, seriously, cut this shit out. You trying to tell me? You know what? I, I'm not making a pick. Fuck that. I, I'm done making picks. Lou, you, you take you, you take over for me. This shit is egregious. You 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 trying to fucking tell me the? Li- 
<laughs> it all depends on health. And we all, we, like you said, the, the Senior Citizens League or whatever. But I mean, you know, how many, how many games is Anthony Day to Davis going to miss? I mean, that went down. I call him Anthony. Would you say Lou? Less. I called him Anthony Day to Davis. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm going I under. mean, I'm going under 52 and a half. No, they went 40. They went 48. You got to remember, LeBron will be 37. Yeah, but but the thing about LeBron... He he now has an injury history. Well, true. Very true. But he also, like, he stays in really good shape, though. You know, his his workout regime and everything is good. So, but yes, he recently, the older you get, the more injury prone you are. So, uh, uh, did I already call my over under on this? You said under. Did I? Okay. Because, all right, that's what I was still going to go with. I'm, I'm just fucking blown away. I'm sorry. I'm absolutely fucking blown away. Brooklyn has 56.5 and the Lakers have 52 points. So, let Derek show. All right. Let's go to the next team. We're going back to the East and to. The team that you brought up earlier, Greg, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're at 54 and a half, over under. I told you, I'm not voting no more. I'm done. That, that, that <laughs> actually pissed me off. <laughs> uh, I'll, go, I'll go over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go push, and I'm going to push, and I, I'm pushing because... Because Milwaukee's going to miss T.J. Tucker's defense. That's a good point. All right, going back to going back to the West. Going back to the West, the Phoenix Suns, fifty-one and a half over and under. You said fifty-one and a half. Fifty-one and a half under. Easily under. I'm going to go over. Devin Burke is going to be going to the league this year. Mm. Greg, I know you're not voting, so we'll keep moving. <laughs> Staying in the West, we're going with a dark horse, the Sacramento Kings, at 36 no, and a half. Uh. Oh, I think Sacramento surprises people this year. I'm going to go over. Well, Tyree, Tyrese Halliburton had some comments about that. He, he says that people are really, really sleepy. Derek Henry just scored again. Uh, so I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on the Kings. Yeah. And let's see. We have three... Uh, let's go over the let's go over the Utah Jacks. They have Utah peg at fifty two and a half. Damn! Wow. So, so wait. Okay. Do you see, do you see how fucking see, ridiculous I, I was just this is? <laughs> I, I just see Greg's point. You're telling me Utah is going to have the they're pegging them as the they're same as the Lakers. Record in, in the West, the third best record. 
but they have the same over under wins as the Lakers. Fifty-two and a, fifty-two and a half. Oh my god! Um, oh, see, Utah is just one of those teams where I just you never ever know about. You just you don't know how to seriously to take them. Oh, I'm gonna go under. Okay. Don't I don't ask I'm me. gonna <laughs> well, <laughs> you're gonna I'm gonna need your answer on this one because this is your um secondary yes, this is your secondary team because of your wife. The Boston Celtics at forty six and a half. It depends on the seed. If I, I personally don't believe it. Um because with eighty two games, like forty four it's for me. It's going to be an over, and the reason for that. How the fuck do you, how do you have Boston at 44, 45, 45, and then you have fucking Brooklyn at fifty? What? <laughs> yeah. All right, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of these are some of these are crazy. Some of these are crazy. All right. So last scene that we're going to talk. Last scene on on over and we're going to talk about. We're going to go back to the east. See, even stereo ain't like them fucking over and under. That shit's crazy. <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing here. That is egregious. Wow. I'm sorry. Did you, did you hear what the last one was? It was the New York Knicks. It's 42 and a half. That's exactly why it muted you. Stereo, thank you. You didn't mute me. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, 42 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Mm, mm-mm. Uh, I'm going to go over. I'm going to take you over. Okay. I'm going the under. Okay. I'm going under as well. I'm going, over. I'm going under as well. All right. So now let's talk about... Who the prognosticators? Prognosticators have <clears throat> as the ten teams for the West and the East to go to be in the playoff hunt, and and then we'll do our like you know awards and who you think is the two teams that are going to make the finals. All right, so in the East, here's the playoff prediction for the East. Going from 1 through 10, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets, Milwaukee Bucks at number two. The Miami Heat at number three. The Boston Celtics at four. The 76ers, the Hawks, and then the playing teams. The Pacers, the Knicks, the Bulls, and the Raptors. They got the Bulls as the play-in team at number nine. Yes. <laughs> How the fuck? What? Yo, this no, is we got, we this gotta, is sporting th- news. This is sporting news. Q. This, this, this is stupid. This is absolutely fucking stupid because you can't have them at like forty-two and shit and talk about their own players. It don't work. It can't numerically. It cannot work like that. There's no fuck. Whoever did this, Vegas needs to put the fucking liquor down. What? Right. <laughs> all right. Let's talk, all right. Let's, let's hear the West. Here's the West. 
the Lakers at number one, Phoenix, Utah, Denver, the Clippers, the Dallas Mavericks, and then the four playoff play-in teams, the Golden State Warriors, the Trailblazers, the Memphis Grizzlies at number nine, and the New Orleans Pelicans at number 10. So now that we all know that Lou and I could give a fuck less about this list because it sounds ridiculous. Um, <laughs> like, you're trying to tell me that Utah had a better over-under, but the Lakers are still first seed? Yeah, right. I just, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I understand I it, I but I don't understand it. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. But those are the, those are the, the, so those are the twenty playoff teams this year. Q, I need I need you to take that list, put it in our note, like put it in a note. Okay, so I'll, I'll do mid season, like this, this over and under sounds so fucked. It literally sounds it, it, like it, it, it does. It does. You're not you're, you're not missing. You're not, you're not telling me anything. You're not telling me anything wrong. It's like. So before we get into who the two teams will be in the NBA Finals, let's go back to MVP. Let's go to MVP. So the prognosticators at um, Sporting News has Giannis winning MVP with 39, with 39 uh, points. The, <clears throat> so Giannis is their pick for MVP, followed by Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, the uh, reigning MVP Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, James Harden, and Joel Embiid. Um, I personally think that the narrative has KD getting MVP because if the motherfuckers get this fifty, this fifty-six that y'all are claiming, he better be the MVP. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Great. So that, that that's my vote for MVP. Okay. Um, I'm, gonna with, I'm gonna go with Durant yeah. as well. Well, I don't want to be the same. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go with somebody else to, just to be go different. Ahead. Go ahead. Ah. Um. Hmm. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Russell Westbrook. Whoa! Yeah. Brody. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's 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 out there, but okay. I, I I like that. All right. All right. So we have two for Durant and one for Brody. All right. Rookie of the year. Sport News has Jalen Green edging out Kate Cunningham, followed by Jalen Suggs. Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, and Alperin Singham, who also who was drafted by the by the Houston Rockets. I can't believe they left Evan Mobley off that list. Um that's who I have. That's my vote. It's either him or Scott Barnes. Those are my two. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Jalen Green. I'm going with Kate. All right, going to going to the sixth man of the year. 
In sporting news has Patty Mills winning six man of the year with 26 votes, followed by Jordan Clarkson, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, Kevin Herter. You can stop that list right there. Stop that list right there. They had fucking Tyler Hero on the list. The fuck are we doing here? <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm going to go Halliburton. I'm taking Halliburton. I like his game. Okay. Great. What about you? I think it's the six man. Yeah, Kobe. I, I really think oh. Kobe White is going to get it. Kobe White? I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go Halliburton. I'm go Halliburton. Okay. Coach. All right. Coach of the year. Sporting News has Steve Nash with 27 votes. Edging out Eric Spolster with 25. Followed by Mike Malone, Monty Williams, Steve Kerr, M.A. Doka, Tyron Liu, and Billy Donovan. I'm going with Eric Spolstra. I was thinking him exactly, too, to tell you the truth. Uh, I'm not just saying that because Greg said that. I was thinking Spolstra, too. Okay. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Mike Malone because of the challenges of having to replace a Jamal Murray for the entire season. All right, so Moving on to the who are going to be the two teams who represent the Eastern Conference? Who's going to be the teams that re- who's going to be the team that represents the Eastern Conference? And who's going to be the team that represents the Western Conference in the NBA Finals? The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Sacramento Kings. No, I'm just playing. Um, I was about to drug test you. I was about to drug test you. I was about to drug test you right now. All right. All right. I'm going to go Miami and the Lakers. I got Brooklyn and Dallas. Dallas, that's a slicey thing, eh? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, out of the East, Brooklyn, and out of the West, I am going with the. Fuck it, let's be. Let's go out there. Utah fucking Jazz. Okay, that's a good pick, though. That is, yeah. So then, <laughs> who's going to win the ship this year? Brooklyn or Utah or uh, who do you say? Uh, oh, Dallas My, or Dallas Miami. and uh, Miami or the Lakers. Okay. Uh, I, I, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I'll say Brooklyn. <laughs> okay. Brooklyn. Yeah, even though I didn't I'm even gonna, pick them. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it to Brooklyn just because I want to see what they do if Kyrie doesn't play all year. Because I feel like if you don't play, you don't get the ring. Okay. I'm going to go with Brooklyn. I'm going to go with Brooklyn. All right. So that is our predictions. We will revisit these. Uh, around the Christmas games, because we should get a, we should have a, a somewhat 
picture of what the league looks like around then because that's two months from now. And then we'll also revisit this around, we'll revisit it again around the trade deadline. And then, of course, at the end of the season, that's where we'll make our playoff, our true playoff predictions. And once we know the teams that will, the, the, 10, the 20 teams that will be ref, moving on either to the playoffs or in the play-in. All right. So, awards for this week. Line them up. Greg, you're up first. Or uh, Lou, you're up first. I, I have no awards this week. Okay. I don't um, want to give somebody an award that doesn't deserve it. So, <laughs> yeah. Greg, on you. Yeah. My award is going to fucking Kyrie Irving for doing the best interpretation of a fucking idiot in an epic Instagram story, um, saying everything and nothing for 20 minutes. Uh, he went on Instagram earlier this week and he was talking about how he is, he's not anti-vaccine, he's, act, uh, he's anti-vaccine mandate, to which I say to you, sir, how many more contrarian thoughts do you have that have no validity at all? <clears throat> None. So w- with that being, uh, I guess like my last statement for the night, let me just say this. Um, next week, I'm coming with it with the wards and the reason for that. I want to give some people some grace. We've said a lot of heavy shit. And I, I feel like Jackson Mahomes is pretty much taking the warrior every award for the week. But next week, we'll be back with even more. And hopefully, hopefully, the New York Jets will not be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As I, so, so, yeah, basically, my awards this week will all go to Jackson Mahomes. Um, and as I take this last shot of the night, and Josh Allen did get that first down, this game is over. The Tennessee is going to defeat the Buffalo Bills. Was not predicting that at all. Uh, where can they find? Where can the Where can the people find you all on social media? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at uh, Little Italy L I T T L I T A L Y. You can follow me at Hey Greg on YouTube. Uh, feel free to check me out. Uh, you can follow the podcast, obviously. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Sharp Tongue. Don't look for me on Instagram because you will not get the follow back or access. Um, and everyone can follow me telling Jackson Mahomes to go fuck himself. Um, but you can follow the show on, on Twitter at Why Be Bothered. You can follow the show on Instagram at Young Black Pod. Don't try to find me on Twitter. I'm easy to find, but you won't find me. Um, and fuck Instagram, that shit sucks. Uh, with that being said, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Young Black and Father Sports Test. We will see you next week. Have a great week. Make it a great week. And we'll see you then. Peace. Peace, peace out, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get, for both price and performance. 
Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 